Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. The Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all the usual social media outlets. Do your bit to support us on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Twitter, Twitch and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Give us a like, share, subscribe and join our flourishing community of not just wrestling fans, but gamers, podcasters, musicians and more. It's the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. You know what that means. It means we're here to talk to you about this week's episode of NXT. I got it right that time. <laughs> definitely, definitely not a second take. I'm Troy, no. joined as always this evening by Aaron, Ebony and Ivory, just the two of us. Just the two. How come, <laughs> how come like, I always end up in NXT and not AEW things? How, how does this happen? Well, I don't watch <laughs> AEW for a start. Not because I dislike I it. Not because I dislike it. I really enjoyed Double or Nothing and last week's episode of Dynamite. I just, I don't have enough hours in my day to, to watch that as well. Saying yeah, that, I, I have three hours of my day to watch fucking Raw every week. <laughs> you also had like five and a half hours to watch Attitude Your on Sunday. Jeez, <laughs> Oh, that was something. I always, I always looked, like always looked fondly on the Attitude Era, but watching that five hours of you on Sunday, Jesus wept. Ooh, yeah, maybe I can find time in my life for AEW. Anyway, <laughs> we're not here to talk about AEW. We're here to talk about this week's episode of NXT. Uh, and it was pretty bloody good, I must say. But before we talk about that, before we talk about that, what have you got for me? Do you really, Ted? But is it is a <laughs> trinket? I love it, love it, love it. I love it like <laughs> Oh, I don't know what I look forward to more. The jingle you come up with to introduce them or the tidbits themselves. <laughs> <laughs> These tidbits just become more of a hilarity than anything. They do. Well, <laughs> you say more of a hilarity. Are you saying at one point you took them seriously? Well, <laughs> if you go to when we first started, um, it was a bit more serious. Than you go this. to when we first started, mate. None of us knew what we were doing, so it's all right. <laughs> I still don't know what we're doing now. <laughs> I, I, I found a little niche going on. Um, <laughs> June, the, June the 1st and 2nd we're doing. Uh, birthdays first. Uh, 1st of June, 1970. Thank Christ New Jack isn't here to throw him off a scaffold. Ian Rotten is born. <laughs> <laughs> That's too soon. <laughs> and then oh Jesus, that just got me. Sorry. Fucking hell, he popped, <laughs> popped himself. Popped himself. <laughs> in nineteen seventy-seven, uh, he appeared once in NXT. James Storm is born. Yes, James Storm. A lot of people forget about that one appearance. One appearance. Oh, we could have we could have got beer money. Nearly, probably not. In uh, NXT, PG mate, they would have had to change it. Yeah, they'd be shite. Alka pop cash or something. <laughs> Bacardi breeze of pennies, something nonsense like that. <laughs> Chump change. Go on. <laughs> in nineteen eighty one. Uh, it's Ashley Mazzaro if she was semi-decent at wrestling Velvet Sky is born eee. Eee. Uh, in 1991 he's a ruddy yoghurt Sam Gradwell is born the absolute yoghurt the absolute <laughs> yoghurt uh, jumping straight to 2014 WWE presents Payback. Oh, I thought you were going to say there was a birthday. Who's wrestling that was born in 2014? <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas? I don't know. No, Nicholas was 10 in like 20... I don't know what year anymore. <laughs> I don't even know what day it is. <laughs> 20, he was born in 2008, Nicholas. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Go on then. Payback. Talk to me. Payback. Sheamus beat Cesaro for the US title. I bet that was all right. 
Rybacks all beat Cody and Goldust. I bet that was rubbish. <laughs> Just I mean, any, any match that features Ryback was <laughs> rubbish, wouldn't it, really? Let's be honest. Uh, uh, to be fair, him and Kalisto at Mania pre-show was quite a good one. I mean, it was on I'll, the pre-show, so I probably didn't watch it. Yeah, that one, that one match out of many <laughs> over the years. Um, Rusev versus Big E. Why did I not give oh, you the winner? Rusev beat Big E. <laughs> a big tasty special. Big tasty special, that. Uh, Bo Dallas versus Kofi Kingston and is a no contest. Bo Dallas, Kofi Kingston? Well, this is when he would have first debuted, so they would have been quite high on him. Oh, okay. From NXT. Okay, now that, that lasted long, didn't it? Well, exactly. How dare you treat a former NXT champion like that? Was it not the 2014 Rumble where he lasted like a solid like 40 minutes or something? Bo Dallas. Well, he lasted how long? I'm sure it was like half an hour, 40 minutes. He no. I'm sure it was. Wow. There was one year Bo Dallas lasted that long. I'm sure it was 2014. Jesus. Um, bad News Barrett beat Rob Van Dam for the Intercontinental title. Hello. Hello. What the hell? John Cena beat Bray White in the last man standing match. Um, oh, I remember some, that. For some reason, the Usos were in John Cena's corner. What? Uh, for some reason, the Usos were in John Cena's corner. Different time. D- different time. All right. Paige beat Alicia Fox. Alicia Fox. For the Divas <laughs> title. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the main event, uh, the Shield, that's Roland Reigns and Ambrose, if you didn't know for some reason. Shitebag, if you didn't. Shy bag if you didn't can the uh, <laughs> evolution of Triple H Batista and Randy Orton in an elimination oh, match. Was that at that payback? That was at that pay-per-view. Uh, and there yeah. were, the match ended with Shield beating Evolution with no Shield eliminations. Mate, that's booking them strong. Real strong. Keep that in mind. Um, 2019. Oh, God. Twenty nineteen NXT Takeover twenty five. Some people consider one of the best of all time. Pretty fucking good. Uh, The card looks good. I remember like three of the five matches. Well, four. I've got four matches down. I don't know why. Anyway. (laughs) Street Profits beat Larkin and Birch, uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, and Blake and Cutler, that's yeah. the Forgotten Sons, to win the vacant tag titles in the ladder match. Why was it vague? Oh, was it because War Machine what? gave it up? Yeah, because yeah. they went up to the main roster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Satin Nightmare, I mean, Velveteen Dream beat Tyler Breen. Satin Nightmare! <laughs> <laughs> uh... Beat Tyler Breeze for the North American title. Nice. I remember uh, that. It was good. Well, one of the boys in the match are very nice. Shayna wow. Baszler beat Io Shirai for the women's title. Of course she did. This is when Io Shirai was an absolute monster. Sorry, not Io Shirai. Baszler Shayna Baszler, sorry. My bad. <laughs> now she's got a match with Furan Jr. next week on Raw. Good grief. <laughs> How'd you go from that? Not Uran Jr. How do you go from her, like her being that dominant NXT champion and then having a clean sweep at fucking Elimination Chamber to have a feuding with bloody Reginald? Behave yourselves. <laughs> I blame Stompy, Stompy, Becky Lynch. Stompy, Stompy, Becky Lynch. <laughs> um, and in the main event, Adam Cole beat Johnny Gargano for the NXT title. Nice. Uh, that was... Oh. Yeah, half an hour of NXT style wrestling. Just absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Um, we'll go to the second now. Uh, 1958, birthday time. Uh, Cody gets his whole gimmick from him. Lex Luger. <laughs> <laughs> He's just rebranded the Lex Express, isn't he? <laughs> to the, the Chody Express. The Chody Express. <laughs> <laughs> I love how that was said like once on Sunday and now it's just a canon thing that was canon yeah yeah that's it. That's in UWP kayfabe 
Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes. <laughs> I'm going to have to Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> Um, in 1977, don't mention Claire Lynch in front of him. AJ Styles is born. Who the fuck's Claire Lynch? Oh, mate, you missed out on Prime 2012 or whatever year it was. TNA. I mean... It, it, it's basically Kate all over again. Oh, God. It, it's, oh, dear. It's that bad. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. It's that bad a storyline. Um, swiftly moving on. 1988... He's fair the top end of Stevenson. It's himself. Grado's born. And let's lower the tone, Troy. We've got to chill. In 1998, age 45, Junkyard Dog was killed in a car crash accident in Mississippi. Fucking hell. How old was he? 45. Wow. I know he's a lot younger than what I thought Jeez. he was. Bloody hell, man. Uh, and 2003, age 85, classy Freddie Blassie, uh, passes away of a heart and kidney failure in a hospital in New York. Good grief. Uh, if you don't really want to go all the way back and, like, when he wrestled, just go to that at your era, 998, every single... Pay per view, he was the promo voice. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, awesome. His voice was so like iconic. Making Mm. that serious. Minus quality. Minus Vincent Mann constantly shouting Austin, 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 different tones. Yeah. Forget about that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on, Adam. Throat clear. (laughs) (laughs) In 2014. Troy, what was that? That uh, at Payback, Shield looked dominant, yeah? Yeah, yeah, he did. 2014, the night after Payback on Raw, Batista quits, but Triple H has a plan B as Seth Rollins blindsides Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose with a chair. End in the field. Damn. <laughs> that one hit hard. I remember that. That, that was a hard hitter. I forget it was immediately after payback. Well, the night after. The night after, yeah. Bloody hell. After a dominant display of just beating evolution. That's mental. Uh, The thing is, because everyone thought Roman was going to be the guy, Mm. no one expected Rollins to just do it. But then it makes him then arguably the biggest head in the company in an instant. Aye, and it... Funnily enough, Troy, you got two stars out of that. What do you mean? Well, you got Roman Reigns already. Then you've got Seth Rollins of Sealed in the company now. Gosh. Uh, well, Ambrose did eventually there, but wow, we dare really speak about him. We dare speak about that. However, there's a guy that's a lot like him but better called John Moxley <laughs> in AEW. Where's that? <laughs> he bleeds. He bleeds in everything. <laughs> 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 that is my tidbits for the evening. Oh, mate. Thanks very much. Oh, That's delightful. Lovely. Much appreciated. Uh, shall, we talk, shall we talk about more like current things now? <laughs> <laughs> we can do. If people want more tidbits, though, where can they find them? You can get us on the tweeters at Untitled Rest Pod, or you can follow me at... I can't remember my tag. Fucking hell. At, Aaron Statcliffe. Aye, there we go. We'll, we'll put it somewhere where you can find it. <laughs> I'll put it in the description for this episode, mate. There, there you go. See? <laughs> Man like Troy's got it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, let's talk about something more current. Let's talk about this week's episode of NXT. Before we get started, if you want to let us know what you thought of this week's episode, give us a shout on our social media on Twitter at Untitled Rest Pod. And similarly on Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Join the chat on there, get involved in the conversation, let us know what you think. So if we you are off... wrong, if you are wrong, you'll get called out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You get chewed out. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we kick off with there's a video package basically showing the matches that are going on tonight. Uh, I think most of them, if not all, were alluded to last week. Um 
But yeah, we kick off with a massive triple threat for the number one contendership for Karrion Cross's NXT uh, championship. Pete Dunne, Johnny Gargano versus Carlo, well, and Carlo Rolli. All versus all, three on three, one on one on one on one. It's a triple threat. <laughs> Done. Gargano, O'Reilly. Boom. That's it. <laughs> save me, Aaron. Save me. Uh, I'll save you with some crackers before you get into the match. Um, did Pete Dunne look like he had face paint on when he first came out? Because he had like a massive thick strand of hair stuck across his face. I, did you, to be honest, did I didn't you, notice. Did you not notice a massive strand across her face? It looked like you tried to go for some like massive deep cut look. A bit, <laughs> Until I'll be he honest, went, I, d- I didn't watch the entrances very often. Whoa, try! Well, I, I feel like I only need to watch the entrance. Well, really, if it's like, I don't know. Go on. I didn't the see The entrance it. is where I get my best stuff, mate. Clearly, because you've got <laughs> fucking loads on this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Gargano's music actually says the way. I did not know this. So when it way. Goes, the way. The way. It, it actually says that. I did not know that. That's quite cool. Mandy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> why does Beth Phoenix look like a piece of Blackpool rock? And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> um, and finally, fuck cool whip, Kyle. <laughs> cool whip. Whip. Cool whip, Kyle. Cool whip. Whip. <laughs> whip. <laughs> it's like when JR says white, but he's like, white. There's like white. four or five H's in front of the W. <laughs> white. <laughs> cool whip. Whip. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Anyway, into the match. Um, Dunn controls both men in the early going, locks in lots of technical holds on um, both of them, some cool joint manipulation stuff. Uh, at one point, all three men had uh, like a submission locked in on each other. I think it was like an arm bar and another arm bar. Um, and then there was a really nice exchange between all three of them, like flying off each corner and hitting various bits of offense. Um, Johnny couldn't really compete with the kind of technical prowess, if you like, of Dunn and, and Kyle. So instead, he went for opportunities to hit more explosive moves and try to steal the win instead. Um, Gargano goes for one final beat on Kyle. Uh, Dunn grabs his fingers from the other side of the apron. Kyle hits a dragon screw on him. Uh, Gargano then hits a tornado DDT and kicks Dunn like, off the apron like on the way round and down to the mat. There's a really, really cool spots where they just like transitioned and bounced off each other to kind of get their offense in. Um, throughout the commercial break, Dunn kept in control of the match. But after that, O'Reilly then does a job of keeping both men down. Match goes on for a bit longer. Lots of near falls, lots of back and forth. Um, Gargano at one point hits O'Reilly off the apron by lawn, dorting, lawn darting Dunn into him. Um, and then the heels eventually managed to team up. Try and eliminate O'Reilly. He rebounds and hits a double clothesline, but it looked kind of shit. It's the one where yeah. he bounces off, bounces off the middle rope and he bounces off the lower rope. But it's you can't bounce off the lower rope. It's like he just lies down on yeah. it and stands back up. I, I think it looks really naff. Trey, it looks Trey really, Miguel. really naff. Trey Miguel and Leo Rush do it as well, and it's just not like great. it's. Uh, you're it's not too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you're having a seat before you get back up. Yeah. Like with smaller, smaller guys, it doesn't, like I still don't like it. I don't think it looks as bad when it's like the really small, nippy, quick guys. But I remember Dean Ambrose used to do it. Yes, he only used to do it off like the middle rope. The wacky line. As Michael Cole would say every day. Even him doing it off there was still just like, but you've got to really force yourself to get under that rope and try and get back up from it. Like it's not a natural movement. It looks silly. Um, But he does that anyway. He hits a double clothesline and knocks down uh, Gargano and Dunn. Dunn then manages to get out of the Gargano escape by grabbing the fingers. He then hits the bitter end and O'Reilly breaks up by hitting a massive diving knee drop. Um, It was a great um, way into that um, Gargano escape. Uh, Gargano goes for a tilt a whirl on Kyle and done at the same time, yeah. which would eventually hit 
Kyle out the way and get the Gargano escape undone. It was very smoothly transitioned. Oh, it was. This whole match was really, so really smooth. Ridiculous. Like, all three of them worked ridiculously well off each other. And like you said, like that transition there was cool. There was the one earlier where they were doing a lot of back and forth off the, um, the various corners of the ring. There was the exchange of various submissions and stuff and putting each other in different submissions whilst the other one was trapped in one. But yeah, really, really good chemistry. Lots and lots of fun. Um, all three men are then down on the mat. Um, I think it's done. And O'Reilly are on the outside. They spill to the mat. Gargano's yeah. in the ring. Um, as they're down on the mat, a wild Adam Cole appears. What? Uh, no way. <laughs> no way. <laughs> How? Who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he arrives. Um, he hits all three of them with a steel chair. But of course, it being a triple threat, there's no DQ. The referee tries to stop him. He gives him a wallop too and says, fuck you, pal. Get out of my way. Um, I, was, we, <laughs> I was really waiting on the like attitude era style like DQ finish in a triple threat. Oh it's, Jesus! You, you, you can tell I've watched too much attitude era. That I mean that used to yep. attitude era all the time, all the time, <laughs> all the time. It's a triple it's threat, a- so there's no DQ. Oh, who's that of a chair? Ref calls for the bell. What? <laughs> huh? Say <laughs> what? It's too much. <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> uh, Cole then nails done with a brain bust from the floor, which looked nasty. Uh, he then hits the last shot on Kyle and then in the ring on Gargano. William Regal comes out and looks absolutely furious. He's like, Adam, Adam, Adam. <laughs> and then all three men are out for the count. The ref. Uh, well, the sort of ref, he's down, but the, the match is just kind of called off as a no contest. I yeah, guess. Right. Like it's never made to... obvious, is it? Like it, it just finishes. Yeah, I don't know what happened with my feed because in the middle of this happening, a social security disability help like advert interrupts my feed. Really? I, I, I genuinely don't know what the fuck was going on in my feed this time. I was getting all the adverts. I was like, what the fuck is happening here? But this one, it was like, it was this social security one. And then I can't remember what went after that, but it was two like quick ones. Right. And it went back to Adam Cole getting dragged out again. Yeah, I, I, I got some, I can't remember what it was. It was a random habit. It might have been the same as well. Yeah. But yeah. Then it just suddenly cuts to him being escorted out the back door. Like, and then Ember Moon's in the ring. And I'm just like, well, hang on, where was the. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just all a bit higgledy like piggledy. Go, oh, we'll be right back, or come back, don't miss a bit of this action, or <laughs> any of that shite. It just yeah. happened. Yeah, no, I, I, it was the same on mine. Uh, so, yeah, we then see Cole being escorted from the building. Ember Moon is then in the ring as well, and she's calling out Gonzalez. Uh, Gonzalez comes out, she gets battered by Ember Moon. Uh, Regal's absolutely lost control or he doesn't know what to do. Uh, Dakota Kai then from behind absolutely mugs off Ember Moon and takes her down with a load of kicks. She got she got her inspiration for her hair from me from last year. <laughs> if, she had, if she had your inspiration for hair, mate, she'd have cut it off, wouldn't she? Whoa! <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't put on a dodgy vet though, so it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we then get a quick interview with Legado, uh, Del Fantasma. Escobar says that he'll be out there with Legado just like they were there for him when he won the Cruiserweight Championship. Right. He also states, we become champions of champions, leaders of leaders. Right. One, you need two sets of belts to become champions of champions. Right. <laughs> There's one. Two, leaders of leaders don't work. That's plural. You would be the leader of leaders. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> at him, at him, Aaron, at him. Fucking play the game. You play the be, game. Come can't on. Be three leaders and a group of leaders because that defeats the point of the phrase leader of leaders. Come on, Legado lads, get it together, Fuck yeah. Tits. Tits. <laughs> <laughs> then we get Jake Atlas versus Le Knight. Um, what's up? I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. 
<laughs> Before the match, we see Hit Row getting out there. I know what it is. Fucking people carrier. Uh, Renault was spas. I don't know. Uh, they confront Everise, who are just there sipping their mugs, and Drake Maverick as well. Um, they confront Everise. They don't say anything. They carry on sipping. Drake Maverick decides he wants to step up to Escobar because he's Billy Big Bollocks. And then <laughs> even bigger Big Bollocks, Big Killian Dane steps up and splits things up. Yeah, um, the, we're definitely the, getting a big old hoss fight between him and and what's his name, aren't we? Top dollar. Top dollar. Yeah, um, yeah. I I didn't quite get this. So obviously, Swerve's meant to be the cool auntie, whatever. Aye, doesn't Aye. he like it when a part of his posse, right? Complain posse. Posse <laughs> complains about Drake Maverick being small, and then Drake fights back with. Oh well, you need a sort your teeth out. You need to sort your teeth out, right? Okay, at least he can fix his. (laughs) 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 It just didn't make sense. I got confused. Like, what the fuck is actually going on? It's one of those things they do where when they suddenly have a match next week, it doesn't feel like it's come out of nowhere. It's just a bit of pre-build, isn't it? But it still does. I'd rather them do this and then in a week or two time have a match than on Raw, there's just a match for reasons. Ah, okay. At least there's something here. There's a reason for it. Yeah, to a degree, I guess. And and no one, like, Hit Row is still kind of establishing themselves, aren't they? Like, they haven't got any immediate feuds. They're that kind of group that will get up in people's faces. So... Arguably, they could feud with anyone, but I suppose they need to establish themselves first. And Maverick and Dane aren't up to much at the moment. Everyone's aren't doing anything. They're always in the background of stuff, but you can guarantee they'll probably get involved in a match should there be a tag match between Dane and Maverick. And I would imagine it's going to be... Top Dollar. Top Dollar and... uh, What's his name? Adonis. Shantan Adonis. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, it's, 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 it's world building. It's what Jay likes to call it. I imagine <laughs> next week we'll get it. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, then we go into Atlas versus Knight. Um, and LA Knight comes down and just tells everyone that DiBiase is going to be watching him as he takes out Jake that. Atlas. Hit that early jam, dummy. Yeah. We'll <laughs> <laughs> be seeing it every week. And he eventually said it. He's going to get a button, he isn't he? He's, he's getting a button in a few weeks. He's getting the button. It's happening. You love it. Li- you and Jay are absolutely made up about this, aren't you? <laughs> you really, really are. You've been saying it since he debuted. Where Anytime he's, he's on TV, that's the first thing you say. You're waiting. Bring the red button to NXT, right? Have the little head that pops up on the bottom of the screen like the Canadians in South Park where it goes, dummy, yeah! Bob's like that. (laughs) Do it! (laughs) For anyone that doesn't know what Aaron's on about, I I guess just go and have a look on YouTube. I'm sure if you type... type, Literally type in Eli Drake or LA Knight, dummy, yeah, it'll pop up instantly where he just presses a button and it does things. <laughs> just does things. <laughs> Dummy. Just things. Yeah. <laughs> Dummy. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Into the match. Uh, Knight tries to be cocky from the start. Atlas shows some ring smarts and gains the upper hand and controls much of the early going with loads of arm holds. Uh, counters it like a roll up pin attempt from Knight using like his core strength and then follows up with a load of forearms. Uh, Knight comes back, hits a jumping net breaker after hanging Atlas up off the ropes. Teddy Biossi then comes down onto the ring um, on the ramp, comes out to watch the match. Uh, Knight's then distracted by this um, and tries to show off, um, but Atlas wasn't able to kind of steal a roll-up victory off that, off the distraction. That allowed Knight to finally gain control of the match because for all of the early going, it was pretty much Atlas on top of him. Um Knight continued to control the match and showbone. At one point, he tried to lock in the million dollar submission, million dollar dream submission, which yeah. was pretty cool. I've not seen that for ages. And I always remember that being an, a really good submission move back in the day. Because it's not just a sleeper, it's a way that he kind of locks the arm. Yeah. Like, 
almost chokes themselves with their own arm with it. Um, that'd be cool to see someone use it. Uh, Atlason fires up, gets sent over the top rope uh, by Knight uh, and just makes it back in for the nine count. Uh, Grimes then decides to come down during the match and talks to DiBiase. Like you can hear him before you've even seen him on camera. Yeah. <laughs> Atlason uses his, this distractions as an advantage. Um, he then hits a rolling fireman's carry into a stunning moonsault and gets a near fall. Atlas then on the top rope follows up with a cartwheel DDT and picks up the win. But that's a yeah. really good finisher, by the way. It looked cool. The cartwheel DDT, yeah. Uh, that, he's now got wins over Knight and Grimes, obviously, yep. through the storyline. Uh, also, Beth, as Knight's pushed on the top ropes, he hits, he hits his ghoulies. Uh, Beth Phoenix goes... Right, and the nickel and dime. Nickel and dime. Nickel because, and dime. Because every pun has to be money-related now that DBS is involved. After this, we then get Theory backstage kicking off with Fingers McGee, only Lorkin. <laughs> <laughs> That's his name, isn't it? We're not seeing them. They're like fucking... What's that? What's that vegetable called? Is it witch's fingers? Okra or something? Let me have a look. Okra. I know salad fingers. He's got nah. fingers. Look up, look up okra. Look up oh, okra God. on your phone. That's what is that's what only Logan's fingers look like. They look like okra. O-C-A-R. Um, so yeah, theory kicking off with fingers, McGee, uh, okra Lorkin. <laughs> and then that's it. So again. I imagine we're going to get a match between them next week at some point. Uh, DBRC is then being interviewed about the previous match between Atlas and LA Knight, but he's distracted by Adam Cole, who comes storming back in uh, and goes to the ring to cut an in-ring promo. And now a word from our sponsors. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Do you like wrestling? You wouldn't be here if you didn't. Check out topropebrewing.com, our very own Big Tasties brewery. They do a great deal of wrestling-themed beers, including Cold Stone Cream Austin Ice Cream Pale Ale and Papa Mango Mango Pale Ale also. They also do an array of T-shirts, masks, cans, and mini kegs. Check out topropebrewing.com, or if you live in the Liverpool area, go to the Brew Tap in Bootle. And thatchface.com, where if you've got a minging beard, you can get beard balms, oils, and grooming kits, they also do apparel. If you put whatever you want in your basket and then go, Aaron, where do you get your discount? You go into the promo code at the bottom, type in UWP20 for 20% off. And proceeds of your purchase do go to stick your cancer charities. There's a little advert for Poppy returning home. Returning oh. home, yeah. I didn't realize it was a home. Uh, apparently, NXTs are home, yeah. I don't get it either. Well, she's been like, since then on the streets. I can hear that's, like, that's like saying Florida's home is WrestleMania. Fuck right off. Florida's <laughs> home is Eurovision after last week. Or Mr. Worldwide Pitbull. <laughs> Mr. Oh, fuck it. Uh, no time for Pitbull. Anyone that comes out and calls himself Mr. Worldwide can get in the bin. Get in the bin. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, Poppy apparently is returning home. Um, To be fair, like the performances when she does play someone to the ring or at a takeover are pretty cool. I imagine she was just saying she was coming home as in coming back for takeover in your house or was it next week? No, it's next week. It's literally next week. Oh, okay. I imagine she'll probably be playing at takeover in your house as well, which is cool. Um, So yeah, Adam Cole comes down to the ring, cuts his promo, says that he's the real number one contender Um, for two months. Everyone's tried to live up to his legacy. He just took out the three biggest stars at the brand has to offer. And he wants his title back. Cross isn't a monster. He's a muscle head who doesn't serve to be in the ring with him. Cross then comes out, (laughs) calls him little man. Uh, I bet Pat McAfee was pissing himself. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He says he understands his motives in what he did in taking the three of them out earlier on in the night. Um, But no matter what he's done, it doesn't change anything. As soon as Cross signed his contract, Cole no longer became special. Says that uh, Cole then calls him overrated and says that this brand has done everything to make Cross feel special. 
that I've written down this verbatim because I thought this was a fucking a, a mic drop moment for a promo. Really good. He says, you've got the cool music, the lights, the fog machine, you've got the girl. And you know what they do to make Adam Cole feel special? They ring the freaking bell because on your best day, you couldn't lace up my boots. You can't hang with me. You aren't on my level. And anyone that watches pro wrestling knows that. You want to talk about special, Cross. You're not special. I'm special. You're just the guy that has my property. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. Good, good. Outstanding. That, I mean, it's an Adam Cole promo. You're, Adam Cole doesn't cut bad, bad promos, does yeah. he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is nicer because he's just really vicious at the moment. Like he's just like, he just doesn't care. Like his promos in like Undisputed Era were cool, but this one where he's on his own and he's just like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. The only issue is that because he's a cool heel, there's still like people in the crowd cheering him and things. Cool cool whip, Adam Cole. Cool. (laughs) Cool whip. Cool Cool whip. Can we just headline this show like NXT cool whip? NXT cool whip. <laughs> NXT takeover in your cool whip. <laughs> uh, William Regal then comes out, says, um, He says, Cole, I know what you're trying to do. You're not going to weasel your way into this as a one on one. Crossan just says, Shut up, Regal. And then after that, all you hear is one guy in the crowd go, shut up, Regal. Behave yourself. I bet it's the same Pratt that wears the Everton shirt. One person. Fud. Uh, He says, uh, Cross says he doesn't care what either of them think. He wants everyone in the match at TakeOver. He's like, done. Gargano. um, O'Reilly. And then Cole, you Gas station weasel. That's an insight I've never heard before, but I quite like it. Gas station weasel. Uh, (laughs) Regal then makes the match. Cole then clears the announce table, jumps up onto there, screams, I run NXT, and then launches a bottle of water at Scarlet and Cross. (laughs) Well, throws it at Scarlet, and Scarlet must be wearing a very expensive dress or something, because Cross fairly just goes right in front of Cross didn't even want that get away, did he? Hey, he, he wants to make her way, not get instantly wet. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't want to turn it into a wet t-shirt competition. It's watershed. It's PG. <laughs> uh, backstage, Indy Hartwell is listening to 80s power ballads on her headphones. Candice gets wind of this and takes the headphones off her and says, like, it's a distraction. You don't need it. Stop listening to it. Yeah. Why? Why? Why would you, right? I know it was maybe somehow part of this interview. Why would you say to someone in an interview, are you looking for... I don't even know what she said. Uh, are you looking forward to Poppy returning home, Candice? Why the fuck would Why you would ask, you ask that? that? What it's, kind of a... It nah. makes no sense whatsoever. Absolutely no sense. I, I get it was for Candice to go, why are you talking about Poppy when you're talking to me? Exactly. It, She's asking the same question that us watching at home are asking. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. And it, Pish. it was pointless to bring it up. Yeah. Um, if someone done that in real life, they'd get the sack. <laughs> <laughs> get to Legit. fuck pal. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, we then cut to the commentary desk where Wade Barrett introduces uh Carmelo Hayes, formerly known as Christian Casanova. Yeah, there's... Accepted Kashida's open challenge. Done a search. There's not that much about him, to be honest. Uh, Beyond wrestling, limitless wrestling, chaotic wrestling, basically American. Okay. Um, I've heard his name. Like, I heard when they signed him, and there was was a little bit that kind of followed, oh, yeah, they've got this guy, but I I don't know anything about him, really. Yeah, um, in the PWI 500 of 2020, he was number 346. Okay. I mean, so he made that, it in there. There's there's something about him. Yeah. There seems to be... I mean, in fairness, he, he looked impressive in this match. Yeah, he's been champion in, his, in most of the promotions he's worked for and things. Mm. Okay. So there's definitely something 
coming with them. Yeah, yeah. Like a fan following and stuff. And yeah, man. So, um, we get a quick like vignette video package um, <clears throat> where he just basically says he's a, a generational talent, which is also what Roman Reigns said a couple of weeks ago. Um, we didn't get a Tian Shah video package with Zaylee calling out Mercedes Martinez uh, for a match at TakeOver in Your House. Right. The reasoning for going after Martinez is because on her way to the road to, I can't remember what she says, the road to whatever it was she was going for, the road to her, whatever. Like redemption. Yeah. Whatever it is. Right? She lost to me, to Martinez in the May Young Classic in 2016, the first one. Yeah. Now, if her road to like, whatever it is, is to beat everyone she's lost against. We're going to be here a while. Troy, she was in that, she was in that Royal Rumble that we were there live for. Oh, fuck, that, she was, wasn't she? That, that's 29 women she's got to go through before. Mate, about half of them aren't even employed by the company anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was only a year ago. <laughs> oh, we're, we're going to be here a while for this road to redemption She's, or whatever. They're, they're going to they're gonna have to kick open the forbidden door and work with some other organisations <laughs> for it to go back and beat those people because some of them ain't here anymore, <laughs> at least in WWE. <laughs> so, yeah, she calls her out uh, for a match at In Your House. We then cut to Dexter Loomis finding Indy's headphones, puts them on to see what she's been listening to, and he's having a little cry. <laughs> a, a little boo-hoo. I like... I like that they're giving Loomis like a little bit more of a kind of wrinkle. Like they're like, still not too much. They're still not having him saying anything, but he's just portraying a lot through like his facial stuff. And that's cool. He's not just a scary murderer. Yeah. Not just a weird kind of psychopath that stares yeah. people down. Like, yeah. This is good. I wonder how this all started. Like, just this whole, oh, let's just make a love angle out of this. That's what mm. I want to know. Yeah, but it's what what made them come up with this? Yeah, who but came it's, up? With it's different though, isn't it? Because it's it's not like it's, it's, well, I'll tell you what, it's not like it's not like fucking attitude era love angles that we are watching. <laughs> it's not it's not that level of shittery. It's it's a bit different. <laughs> it's all right. It's, as far as WWE love angles go in storylines, it's tolerable. It's intriguing. It's keeping me watching. It's not overstole. Like, it's not outside it's welcome. It doesn't dominate every show. They both don't need to be on screen all the time, but it's there's enough there for it to kind of just keep kind of bobbing on the surface and, and keep people's attention. So I quite like it. I think it's pretty cool. De- Debra McMichael did not win the women's title in a bikini contest or an evening gown contest for you to slay her like that, okay? <laughs> Sorry, who? <laughs> Exactly. That's not the one that looked like Val Venus, was it? No, that was that was Nicole Bass. That's who Val Venus was pumping or pumping, pumping. Um, Deborah's so cold. I think, I think she was pumping like, him. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that's the angle they were going for. <laughs> also, was mate different time. <laughs> different time. <laughs> oh, jeez. So yeah, we then get the match, uh, Kushida's Cruiserweight Open Challenge versus Carmelo Hayes. Um, Hayes' offense rocked and shook Kushida early on. Lots of fast and heavy kicks and really shows off some slick looking offense. Hits a great kip up leg, uh, a great kip up kick, gets a two count. So I think he's on his back, he kips up and as he kicks up, he like throws a leg out to the side to down Kushida for a two. Kashida tries to fight his way back into the match, but gets caught up on the ropes in the corner. That allows Carmelo to then hit a really impressive looking springboard leg drop. Um, after the break, Kashida knocks Hayes off the apron, starts to try and target the arm, but as he goes up top, Hayes dodges that away, hits a super kick, and then follows up with a face buster. Um, he then hits what looked like a springboard sling blade. Commentary weren't too sure what it is, but upon the replay, it looked like a sling blade. That was pretty cool. Something a bit different, I've not seen. Uh, he yeah. got two off that. Um, he was on top for pretty much all of the match, to be fair. Like, it was a really impressive debut. Um, Kushida fights back again, and Hayes just seems to have an answer for him. Hits a tilt to worm arm break, tilt to will arm breaker, uh, like arm breaker sort of takedown thing. Similarly to what Kushida does to put people in the hoverboard lock, actually. Yeah. 
Um, Kashida then catches Hayes off the ropes of a right. Uh, I think Hayes is going for like another springboard move off like the middle rope. Uh, knocks him down with a right hand, follows up with a kick to the arm to send him to the mat and then locks in the hoverboard lock for uh, for an eventual tap out victory. Um, there was a nice bit of sportsmanship at the end with a handshake too. Really, really impressive debut from, from yeah. Carmelo Hayes. Um, yeah, he's going to be really mm-hmm. fun to watch. The thing is with, with this, like it, it obviously pushing him as a, a cruiserweight, they've got the whole of 205 Live, the whole program devoted to the cruiserweights, but Kushida's never on there. And it's like... Neither Escobar was rarely on there when he was champion. Yeah, it it it, it doesn't make sense. It's weird. Like, what's the point? Those are really talented people in the division. Um, I, I there's just it seems there's a really weird disconnect. Like they even filmed two hundred five live at the CWC, like immediately, like after NXT. Anyway, like just I don't understand. Just have like cruiserweight division matches on there, like they used to do on Raw. Yeah, and they had the cruiserweights exclusive to Raw, and they'd have two or three. Like they don't need to do the whole mess about oh, we'll change the ring rope color and stuff like that. Just have a couple of cruiserweight matches. It's no different to having a match for the tag division or a match for the women's tag division or a match for like the women's singles belt or not. Just it's another belt there. Have other guys on the roster. It doesn't always have to be just like Kushida in an open challenge. Yeah, the thing is. And the thing is, with that, you've then got to replace something with that. Yeah, I mean, Jay, I, I don't know if you agree, but Jay always makes the point where he says NXT seemed to struggle a little bit when they went from an hour to two hours, and there seems to be a little bit more filler at times. Like, it's it's never bad. It's not like no. Raw, where yeah. it's like well, half of the show is filler and replays and shit. I don't think it, it's that it, bad. When it began, yeah, when it first switched over, yeah. But yeah. they've brought in more people over that time and things. Mm. And I feel it sort of covered it a lot. Yeah. I would I wouldn't say it's really filler now. Like there's a few things that I've griped about and still have got to gripe about, but of course there not, is. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing like bad or anything. Yeah, yeah. It's every little bit seems to do some sort of job or progresses a storyline and mm-hmm. it least an okay way it's never a bad way yeah 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 so. yeah um what do we get next we get msk backstage talking about legado basically a retort to legado's uh short promo earlier just talking about how they used backhanded tactics in order to get their attention uh, but when they face each other later they're going to retain uh we didn't see frankie monet with a couple of her makeup crew artists basically reading the rave reviews about her debut match from last week Deckin, what reviews she's been looking at <laughs> did you did you not think much to her debut is that the reviews that she wrote herself or something i i have a feeling it might have been or she, she got workers to do for her no nah, she's created like 2030 spam email accounts and she's done it all from there like you did when you were trying to get your your thing over in the vote on twitter <laughs> when we had that end of year awards and you had was it ziggler that won most underrated Ziggler most underrated it, yes, def- boy. it definitely wasn't you creating like 30 false <laughs> accounts <laughs> uh, yeah did you uh, did you not think much to a debut then she's just she screamed and shouted a lot more than what she did in Impact, and it was very, it's not quite her, but it's very Becky Lynchy, like stompy, stompy. Yeah, it's no, it's no for okay. me. Like, well, she has only had one match. We'll see. It, she she wasn't that aggressive and stompy in any in, in Impact. Yeah. Okay. We will see. Um, next match is a uh, Zoe Stark and Zayda Ramirez versus The Way. Fuck me, Beth and Barrett just couldn't shut up about each other. Eh? And um, <laughs> Beth, Beth proceeds to go on about how Index is like um, Ross and Rachel and um, whoever all the other ones were. Shooing in nonsense friends yeah. references. It's shit. It was- Stop it. Yeah. Kept panning off like other couples from other shows. Um, but it was like, I don't know who any of them are. And then she said another one, I couldn't even tell you, I wasn't that bothered to rewind it back. Asked. But then back, 
Barrett went, that sounds like some teeny bopper nonsense. I'm 40. I'm a 40-year-old man, for Christ's sake. The fact that we heard the word teeny bopper. Teeny bopper. <laughs> I've not heard the word teeny bopper for quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you what, Wade Barrett is bringing it back. He's bringing it back. Um, bringing it back. Beth also calls Barrett a Bermagen. Tried to Google every possible spelling of this. Don't yeah, know I, I heard that and I couldn't work out quite what, is, what she said. I think I might have been distracted. I'm sure I've heard the word before, but I, I don't know. I spent five minutes typing different ways to spell it and nothing was coming apart from like a foreign language. So I gave up. You know, Beth <laughs> Phoenix, regular Charles Dickens, just co- coining new words live on air. <laughs> So into the match, uh, the way controlled um, Ramirez in the corner, kept away from Stark in the other. Uh, she eventually made a hot tag in to Stark, who went to town on both members of the way. Um, they hit an assisted wheelbarrow slam for a two count. Ramirez then found herself stuck in the ring by herself because Indy took out Zoe over the top rope, had a nasty landing on the apron and just bounced to the mat. And then they hit the... I assume that is it called the Wicked Savage? It's like the Wicked Sep sister and the Savage, whatever it is. Yeah. Like elbow drop. Um, then they picked it out for the victory. It's a shame. I think this match could have been quite good had it been given some more time, but it just seemed to I, I don't really get why it was there. Like yeah. um, I, uh, I think it was just Zoe starting to get on the show and then your tag team champs to get on the show, really. Yeah. I just I, I wish they'd have given it a bit more time because they, they've clearly been building Zayda Ramirez for the last couple of weeks and Zoe Stark's had like a couple of decent <laughs> matches and, and victories and the way, like a very good, really talented, really fun to watch and they get an awful lot of TV time um, and they're tag champions. So it just seemed weird that this was all, almost over like really quickly. Yeah. Very strange. So, yeah, um, I think Zayda Ramirez still going to be like a still developmental sort of person just now. Oh, like sorry. She, uh, that what's her name? Zayda Ramirez. Is that Zayda right? Zayda Ramirez. Yeah, yeah. It was her that took the pin, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I think just now she was obviously in this match to take the pin. And yeah. as I said, this was just to get the champions and so he start just some TV some sort of on the card. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I guess so. Um, we then get Mercedes Martinez response to Zia Lee. And then we also get a diamond vine, diamond mine vignette says that the mine is opening soon. I mean, I'll tell you one thing. I don't know if you've noticed, but they've stolen our fucking logo. I didn't get no diamond mine. Did you not? I didn't get no diamond mine. Watching it on that hooky stream, mate. Oh, I must've got some dodgy fucking... I'll tell you the way around that, mate. Pay your BT sports bill. Pay your BT so us fucking... What? What are you going to call it? What are you going to call it? Scoundrel? Peasants? Ground off it. Aye. Aye. The of BT sport. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing I'd watch on Ed's I don't really watch football. Yeah, I don't right. watch any of that. Um, That's why it's not worth £25 a month. I'm mental. calling you out, BT sport. £25 a month just to watch... NXT or SmackDown when when you could pay a tenner for the network and watch endless hours of the Attitude Era. The Attitude Era, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And order as well. Yes. But yeah, we got a vignette for the Diamond Mine uh, opening soon. There was something that came out earlier, actually, before we started recording it. I think Jay shared in our group chat where... NXT might be starting some sort of MMA thing, apparently, and this diamond mine could be something to do with it. I don't know. Um, but with this opening soon vignette, I'm sure we'll know more in a couple like coming weeks. I imagine we might get something uh, in your house. Is this still Shane McMahon crying about Vince McMahon saying no to buy No, anything? you can't have Raw Underground anymore. <laughs> no, I'm you taking, your, I'm taking your bouncer off here. I'm pairing him with AJ. And that other big guy you've got in there, he's going to be with Apollo. You can't have it anymore. I'm taking the dancers away. No, no, Shane. Pineapple Pete's not allowed back in anymore. No, Shane. Back in 2000 when you could have had a million dollars for the UFC. No, I'm not giving you that million dollars, you neep. Back off. 
Back off. <laughs> Back off. <laughs> yeah, you spooky bitch. Spooky yeah. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we then get uh, Ember Moon interviewed about what happened earlier revolving, uh, regarding rather Gonzalez and Kai. So next week she's going to beat Kai, and then uh, in your house she's going to beat Gonzalez. Doesn't it look very frightening when she's got green porridge on her face, does she? Porridge? <laughs> That's got, what it looked like. Got green oats on your face, hen. It was like green and lumpy. It's like she had kept it on too long and it went all... She didn't look very frightening. She looked like she needed to wipe her face. <laughs> <laughs> we then go into the main event evening which is for the NXT Tag Team Championships uh, defending champions MSK versus Legado del Fantasma uh, Raul Mendoza with a broken nose apparently yeah he's got the mask on isn't he, he apparently like he got it mask. apparently he got it from Champa a couple of weeks beforehand from who from Champa yeah they said it on commentary apparently oh, really? Champa elbowed him and you think we would? Did, did we ever see him with a bloody nose or that a couple of weeks no, back? No, I don't remember. I, I don't remember it at all. Like that's either. something that would have stood out for sure uh, if it happened. What I don't exactly. Know. Maybe but, it's like a fracture, and it's just a protective measure rather than a full uh, break. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, into the match, lightning quick start from Lee and Wild. Both men having an answer for each other's offense. Carter tags in. They go for a double team in the corner, but Wild manages to move. Sends Carter hard into the corner. Mendoza then tags in and helps Wild to take over and dominate Carter. Um, Carter then creates some separation for Chinbreaker, hits some quick tandem offense um, off the tag. Uh, as they go for the pin, Mendoza breaks things up. All four men then go at it in the ring and down each other. GYV then come down, and before they can get involved, they're stormed by Champer and Thatcher attack them. Their fight then spills to the back. I feel like we might be leading to like a fatal four-way or a ladder match or something for those tag belts. Please give me a ladder match involving at least three of those four teams. I'm not sure how Champa and Thatcher would get on in a ladder match against those. But I mean, I, I think they'd keep their pace. It's Champa and Thatcher. Although yeah. I'm not a fan of them. But mm. what, I, I, Them as a tag team rather than individually? No, just their styles as well. I'm not really a... Okay. Thatcher guy or a Champa guy. I've, Fair enough. Like when Thatcher's headlined a takeover, I've just went, uh, okay, I'll watch it. But, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so yeah, they they got brawl and it spills to the back. They're going to be involved at some point. Like I said, I feel like it's going to be a fatal four-way or a, I don't know, like an eliminator or whatever it is. It'll be cool. Um and then back into the match, MSK then hits stereo dives on Legado to the outside. After the commercial break, Legado are back in charge as Mendoza gets a two count off a leaping kick on Lee. Legado, yeah, Legado continues to keep control of the match and keep Lee well grounded. Lee then hits a nasty looking DDT to down Mendoza and then gets the hot tag into Carter. MSK then tried to hit their like assisted backflip splash for a two count. Um, right. Why have they not gave this move a name that they use every week? I know they've been there months and they still they're just like, oh, this creative offense. Just give yeah. it a name. Just give it a name. How right? hard is so it? I, I, I went, right, surely Impact gave it a name and surely we can work something off that, right? Yeah. So in TNA and in the Indies, they called it the Hot Fire Flame, right? Yes, I did. So if you want to keep like the whole weeds and all that, why don't we call it the Hot Green Smoke? Hot Green Smoke. Yeah. <laughs> You call it that, Riddle would be there in an instant. <laughs> hot green smoke, they're green, they love the kush. Sorry. Hot. Done. Hot green smoke. Sorry. Get give MSK. me all that fucking red. NXT creative. If you're listening, Aaron's got it for you. Look no further. Hot green smoke. Hot Let's green go. smoke. Talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, we then get Mendoza making uh, a blind tag. As Lee then hits Wild of a German suplex, Mendoza goes up top, uh, kind of balances across the top rope, hits a missile drop kick off the ropes, and then a swinging net breaker for a two count. Legado then in the corner, um, they have Lee again. They hit an impressive looking uh, head scissors takedown uh, from the top rope into a powerbomb for a two count. 
Escobar then attacks Lee behind the referee's back um, and they set up MSK to hit their finisher, but Carter makes the save. Bronson Reed then comes from nowhere and absolutely flattens Escobar yeah. against the barricade. It was like swatting a fly with a frying pan. <laughs> um, that then distracts Mendoza. He gets sent to the outside of a drop kick and then Wild runs right into the finisher of MSK and allows them to pick up the win and retain their titles. Good bloody match. I like these two teams a lot. There's some great, great chemistry. Yeah, like I, do, I, I think commentary said at the start when they were coming out like perfectly when they go like, oh, Escapar has brought these two up to his level. Yeah, like, absolutely. That, definitely. Like, yeah. imagine, imagine thinking this like a year ago, we're praising Joaquin Wilde <laughs> and Raul Mendoza. Yeah, it's mad, it's mad, isn't it? <laughs> Fucking madness. <laughs> yeah. We're saying, were we saying that about someone else? I'm sure we were saying, like, as a result of one person, two other people feel as important or we pay more attention. I don't know if it was on NXT or or if it was on SmackDown. or I'm sure there was someone anyway. It might have been, like, Roman and Jey Uso. Mm. And just having Jey involved in that storyline automatically puts more stock in him. Um, but, yeah, no, it's... It, Credit to, well, Escobar, really, like you say, for bringing them up to his level. And they're very much in, in the talking and in the picture for the, the tag team championships. And I look forward to watching them in matches, like really, really excited to see them in matches every time. So, yeah, awesome stuff. Uh, that was this week's NXT. I thought it was a really strong episode. Uh, really, really enjoyed it. What were your highs and lows? Before we go to highs or lows, do it, William Regal. Book it. Championship scramble match between the five of them at Takeover in Your House for the oh, title. Come scramble on. match. Yeah, you're, you're bringing back scramble match bring, for years. You're bringing, but you've brought back War Games. You've brought back in your house. You've brought back whatever other niche Halloween fucking, Havoc, exactly. Great American Bash. Exactly. Just bring back a championship scramble match for the NXT title match. Oh, that's what, that's what we need. Do you know what they should bring back? Taboo oh, Tuesday. Taboo, yes. NXT yeah. Taboo Tuesday. NXT I mean, Taboo. they're on Tuesdays. Like, Mad. it's written for them. Do Taboo yeah. Tuesdays and then have one of the stipulations as a scramble match. Give us what we want. Give us what we want, God damn it! <laughs> Highs and lows then, mate. What are they? Yeah. My high will be this. My high. Uh, I don't. My low will be hit rolling Drake and Dane. I just, I get that. Okay, we're getting a match next week, but it just seemed petty and shite. Um, and my high because you're a dummy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got it after months of saying it every single week on this NXT review. We got it. We're getting Finally. it. We just need the button. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like we're too far off that now. I like that it's it's a nice at least that they've slow built it. They didn't just give it a straight away. They've built yeah. to it. And then it makes you like you are now excited when you do eventually get it. Who knew I'd be excited for a plastic red button? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you get excited for Uran Junior. Well, that's true. Arrow, hey, he's trying to find love, you know. He's. Are you doing an episodic thing on your Twitter with them? Apparently, it, it, it just became a thing. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Tune in next week for more. <laughs> every every Tuesday, something happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did you say your high was? Sorry. You're a dummy. Yeah. Of course, yes. Um, <laughs> my low. Mm. It's difficult. I didn't really... Oh. My low is the women's tag team match. Fair. Probably should have been a bit longer, um, but nine times out of ten to get it right. Uh, and my high, honourable shout-out to Kamala Hayes for an awesome, awesome debut. I really, really enjoyed him. 
but yeah, my high is oh, the triple threat. Dunn versus Gargano versus O'Reilly. Amazing chemistry. Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. And I am mega excited for the Fatal Five Way. Damn. What? No, I I was I, I talking to you. I oh, know. I thought you I thought you came across some breaking news. No, I don't do the news. Come on, man. I don't do the news. Ah. We will be doing news though this Saturday, as always. So do check that out. There is plenty, as I'm sure you're aware, at time of recording, plenty to talk about with some monumental releases. Anyway, that's another podcast for another day. We have been the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, and you've been listening to our review of NXT. Thank you, as always, for listening, and we will catch you next time. Bye. What's the difference between Jackson Riker and World War One? World War One is over. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> never ceases to amaze me. <laughs> you must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast housing.